Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast and joining me for an inside look at Texans first round pick Derek Stingley and sixth round pick Austin DeCoulis is Blake Rafino, who covers LSU for the Believe Network. Great to have you on, Blake. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Robert. I appreciate it, man. And uh, it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah, I know locally we were hearing the Texans were leaning towards Stingley, according to the NFL Network's Lance Zerline, who's a local guy here on the radio. Was it a surprise in Baton Rouge? Were you surprised? Yes and no. Because I think for two years you had Derek Stingley arguably one of, if not the best defender in the country, when healthy. The problem has been over the last two seasons is he hasn't been, right? So when he fell on the the, uh, marker against Missouri in 2020 and rolled up on his ankle and was out for that entire season and was kind of disinterested, didn't come back after the Alabama game. And then this season, the Liz Frank injury gets hurt, you know, plays against Central Michigan, has really, really, really good game. Uh, does have a blown coverage that everybody, for, you know, kind of that was the last thing that they saw of Derek uh, and then goes out because of the toxicity that Ed Orgeron created um, around LSU and his program. So then all of a sudden, Derek Stingley, uh, we don't see him for the rest of the season. Um, my my whole thing, Robert, has been this. Derek Stingley is a top three pick. He's a top three talent. I was surprised because of the injury history that he went that high. But Lovey Smith pulled the trigger. And but again, what Derek Stingley are you getting? Talent, again, you're gonna you're gonna be able to get the one of the best corners in a long time. You know, there was a lot of local people here that talked about and scouts that said that when he was in high school, they would have drafted him then, right before he even seen him. LSU didn't have corners in a bowl game against the in the Orange Bowl when they played uh, the the at the time the reigning defending national champs. All jokes aside. Uh, UCF uh, 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 Black Knights and Derek Stingley was a midterm enrollee and would have played in that game. Um, nevertheless, um, he was one of the best talent and most talented DBs that LSU's seen from a talent perspective. But I just was really shocked because of the injuries, but not because of the talent. He had the Liz Frank injury, you know, tough guy. He played for three games, didn't even tell anybody what was going on from what I understand. Uh, what all happened over the last couple of years? Can you explain just it for, for Texans fans that might not have been following LSU and what was going on there? Yeah, Robert, that's actually, I don't know how much money a third overall pick makes, but if y'all find out, let us know. Okay, because the problem was is that Orgeron didn't even know that Derek Stingley was having surgery, right? So the day that Derek Stingley went and had surgery, nobody knew. And so when questioned about it, Ed Orsron said, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, it was something that's been, that was bothering Derek during camp. So uh, even, I, I would say, early August, you know, he missed the entire fall camp. So I don't know if it was necessarily people didn't know that he wasn't battling injury. I say that's false. You know, we went out to practice multiple times, and Derek was standing on the sidelines. Uh, and so... I don't know where the really, I don't want to call it a narrative, you know, but I, I don't really know where that came from really, you know, because we all knew that he was battling an injury. Now, how bad was the injury? We did not know that. It wasn't until pro day that we knew that he had a Liz Frank injury and he had the surgery. So it was a lot of 
um, denial around the injury, believe it or not. And so for that, I think a lot of people questioned uh, Derek Stingley from LSU's perspective. Did he quit? Did he opt out? What happened there? And it wasn't until pro day that they found out that he did have the Liz Frank surgery, or we all found out that he had the Liz Frank surgery. Lots of secrets. It sounds exactly like what goes on with the Texans a lot in the last few years. And, you know, coming out of high school, Blake, he was a five-star recruit, considered the number one guy in his class, according to rivals. What can you tell us about the guy that you saw as a player? I know you didn't get to see him much the last couple of years, but that first year, I think, what was it, six interceptions, 21 pass defense, something like that? The best DB in college football. Uh, that it's not really arguable, right, Robert? Like it's you can't make the argument that he wasn't the best DB in the country in 2019. Um, I, I, I maybe you could say and make the argument Devonta Smith against Alabama, but they battled and he was a freshman and some things went wrong. That was LSU's fault. Again, he's the best. He, he I, I still believe over the last three years, when healthy, he's the best one of the best players in the country. I mean, I, I really think it's a coin flip. You can make that debate. Um, but he, he, he's not, he has been a man-to-man corner. He needs help in zone coverages. We saw, so uh, Robert, for your listeners, we break down like film study and we do things like that. He's not used to running you know, zone coverages, which I think he'll be have to uh, get up to speed with that. But I, he's smart enough. He's been around football enough. His dad was a coach. His grandfather was in the NFL. This isn't something new to him. I think the concepts is something that everybody has to learn. Uh, you know, everybody that goes into an NFL, you're going to have to learn the concepts. But when you get him on the field, he's locked down. I, I, I fully believe that, you know, with the measure, he reminds me of a little bit more uh, or a little bit faster Darrell Revis. That was the comp that I gave him when he came out. Because, again, they called it uh, uh, Stingley Island. Uh, nobody... Robert, it got so bad in high school that people started stopped even running the ball in his general direction. Okay. They were punting on third down and confusing the defense just so Derek Stingley wouldn't return the kicks because he was taking everything to the house. That's the kind of athlete you get at three. If you get that kid, if you get that athlete at that number three pick, like you saw in 2019, the Texans have a cornerstone, in my opinion. And I, I still think it's a great pick that you have him there, but it just, again, the question is going to be what Derek Singley do you get? Sirline and his report said he was inconsistent in finding the football and coverage and his run support was not all that great. Is that fair from what you saw on the tackling? Yes. On the ball skills. Absolutely not. I, I completely disagree with that. Um, again, it, it, are we talking about Devonte Smith or are we talking about everything else? Now, if you want to talk, pop in the Bama film, sure. You know, like, look, he got he got picked apart. Tua and, Tua and Mac Jones picked him apart. And you, for that reason, yes, you could say that. But people quickly forget the national championship game. People completely forget when he went up against George Pickens. People forget when he went up against a lot of these different guys in the SEC. You know, the funny thing was is that if LSU, okay, in that miraculous 2019 season, some call it the best team of all time, whatever argument you want to make that's good with me, good with you. I don't, I don't really want to get in that debate. If he doesn't p- intercept that pass against Auburn, down goes LSU. Okay, that's if, – if he doesn't intercept that pass against Florida, 
LSU's tied late in the fourth quarter. Now, I think they still win because of Joe Burrow, but regardless, he made big plays and found the ball when he absolutely needed to. That would be, His ball skills are A++. Tackling is an issue. UCLA was an issue. Um, Alabama was an issue. He's got he's to want to. Now, when he wanted to, it, it wasn't an issue. But I, I wonder if that want to on the tackling. But ball skills, look, he would have been – I think he would have been a top 10 pick as a wide receiver. There was a reason why LSU was entertaining putting him and Kayshawn Bouti, uh, possibly another top 10 pick for LSU next season, in the same offensive package. Uh, but it never – you know, never went that way. Um, but Derek Singh's ball skills are, are amazing. Yeah, we saw them leaking a little bit, the Jamar Chase videos of him covering him in practice. So, uh, yeah, he he could do it. And you got to remind people, he's doing this stuff back in 2019. What is he, 18, 19 years he old? Was, when, he's- when he went, when he came in, Robert, he was 17, right? Yeah. He, so here was the, Joe Burrow had a fantastic story and a practice that we didn't see. Joe Burrow said that when they were practicing against for or practicing for UCF and he was in practice, he threw the ball to Jamar Chase and it was intercepted by Derek Stingley. He goes, okay, lucky pick. So then Justin Jefferson lined up on him, another pick. And so Joe finally was, and we're talking about an AFC championship, 65 total touchdown, Joe Burrow about to go in here. He said, I stopped throwing it at him. I told Jamar and Justin that if, unless you beat him, I'm not throwing it to you. So that was the kind of height that he had coming in. Those, it was probably, and, and Robert, look, I, I played with Robert Alford who got drafted uh, to the uh, Atlanta Falcons, pick six in the, in the Super Bowl against Brady. I've seen these battles and with these corners before. I've never seen battles like Jamar Chase and Derek Stingley in my life. Not, man, not person to person, not that close. It was LSU practice at that time was the most epic thing I think I'd ever seen. Oh, and by the way, Joe Burrow's throwing the football. You know, so it was it was pretty crazy. You're on the ground there at LSU. What do you hear about Stingley behind the scenes? Good character guy? As a character guy, as an individual, yes. I think Derek needed to get away from Baton Rouge. You know, it's, you know, you ever had that cliche that everybody talks about, you need to get away. You know, like some kids like pick other colleges because they need to get away from home. I think Derek needed to do that. Um, as an individual kid, you're not going to find anybody better. You saw him going back to high school. You're from that area. He, he played around there. I mean, this is somebody that that area knows very, very well. And, and you just said it. football-wise, he should know about as much as you can know between his dad and his grandfather. I mean, everybody knows about his grandfather's story. His dad also very much involved in football and over the years. So it, it's all there. I mean, is there anything that you think need, needs to get out there, Texans fans need to know about him that maybe, you know, we haven't read about or, or something that you know personally behind the scenes, anything that uh, we, 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 might, we might be missing here. If you get an engaged Derek Stingley, like someone that's going to be focused 24-7, you have probably or arguably one of the best corners in the, in the NFL. I, I mean, again, you have him locking down Jamar Chase in a practice. I, I, this is the same year that Jamar Chase would catch 20 touchdowns in the season. Same with Justin Jefferson. Same with Terrace Marshall. Um, the question has always been the focus, the want to. Um, that's the only thing with Derek. And I, I, in my opinion, I think he's going to be focused and ready to go. 
I, I kind of want to give him a pass, Robert, honestly, because of because of Ed Orgeron, you know, and look at the toxicity around LSU at the moment. Um, that would be the one thing. I, 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 I that would be probably the biggest thing. I'll leave it there. All right. Well, let's let's go to the other LSU Tiger uh, that the Texans drafted in the sixth round. They pick up Austin Dukoulis, the offensive tackle, Louisiana native, who grew up in our backyard here in Houston. Went over to Cy Fair High School, played in an L- LSU record sixty games all told. So you guys know a ton about him. Hard to steal a starting tackle late. So the hope I'm sure for the Texans is versatile backup. Somebody can play maybe a number of different positions, but can help you with the backup tackle position. What can you tell us about Austin? Austin's probably the most underrated tiger in LSU's history. Okay. Like started over 50 games played in 60. There's nothing that he won't see. Now, next year's arguably number one overall pick or number two overall pick, Will Anderson, who is a freak of nature, um, did nothing against Austin Deculus. Uh, Austin shut him down. Um, LSU, he's a great run blocker. I think he's a guard at the next level, but I, I agree with you, Robert. I, I really believe he can kick around to anywhere you want him to go. I think he's very versatile in where he can go. I don't think he can play left tackle long, but it, like if you have an injury and he's got to do it for two weeks, he can do it. Um, but I think he's going to be a prototypical right guard in the league. That's my opinion. Um, but he can play wherever you want. He's a road raider. He's strong. He's physical. He's nasty. Um, quite honestly, if this were 2019, I really think he would have been a, a late second, early third round pick. Um, be- because I think of what happened around LSU, he fell. Um, but again, didn't give up a sack what we grade our team, you know, our producers here, he did not give up a sack the entire season it is a hell of a pickup by the Texans. And just a leader from what I've read about him, he would go mentor the younger guys with the tigers. And, you know, I've seen interviews with him. just seems like just a down to earth kid, you know, just a good guy. Absolutely. I mean, he, he quite, you can make an argument. He was the glue that held them together in 2020, literally. And when you have that from a guy that just won a national title and in the wheels, look, he went from a Heisman trophy out, you know, uh, uh, Joe Moore winning offensive line to the same coach two years later being fired and you're six and seven the last couple of seasons. Um, there's nothing that, you know, obviously the NFL can throw him wrinkles, um, but there's nothing that he quite honestly hasn't seen. I mean, he's going through an adventure in college. I, look, if, I think you could get a solid seven, eight years out of Austin Deculus. And he can just be the plug-and-play guy. If you need him, he'll be there. Is he a starter in the NFL? I don't know. Um, can he be? Yes. And maybe he sneaks in, and you said at guard. I mean, that's a position that the Texans, one of the guard spots is going to be open. I mean, obviously, Kenyon Green is the guy they drafted for for uh, one of those positions, but – who knows what's going to happen with him over there? I, I, I mean, I, I could talk to you about these guys all day, but great stuff with them. I, I do want to get this before you go, though. What is the temperature there with the Brian Kelly experience so far in the first few months? Uh, outside of Louisiana, it seems that everybody believes that it's toxic, you know, like it's horrible. It's not going well. If you're inside of Louisiana, you're com- thinking something completely different. Um I think he's done a really good job. I mean, look, you 
you play in the Texas Bowl and you have 37 or yeah, 37 scholarship players that are on your roster. They have 84 right now. So I think the way that he was able to hit the transfer portal, the way that he was able to recruit um, and getting guys to come here, um, the culture he's already building with a lot of the alumni, you know, alumni wasn't coming back under Orgeron, COVID or not. Now, some of them would, but a lot of them would not. And Brian Kelly has embraced it. I think he's hired the right guys to build the culture. Um, look, Frank Wilson is a number one recruiter, you know, 2010, 2011. LSU gets beat in the national title, but the the number one recruiter on rivals in 247, it was Frank Wilson, has head coaching experience. He He's done good there. I think outside of him saying family, uh, Brian Kelly's done a really good job. Yeah, I, I just, I'm curious. Did you like the move at the time? I questioned it in the beginning um, because I didn't know Brian Kelly. You know, like, you know, Brian, uh, you know, of Brian Kelly. You don't know Brian Kelly, if that makes sense. Like, you, you know him as the figure. You don't know him as the coach. Because I don't really break down Notre Dame athletics or football enough to know him. But then when you start breaking it down and you start breaking him down, I mean, he's uh, winning his coach in Notre Dame history out, you know, from a wins perspective. That doesn't come at a, a, a small feat. Um, I, I like it. I, I mean, let's see what he does on the field. I mean, look, LSU just sold out Tiger Stadium for Garth Brooks, and he said it was the loudest stadium he'd ever been in um, with 123,000 people. Well, newsflash of Brian Kelly, you better get ready for a Death, death Valley on Saturday night because 20,000 less people are in there. You know, So welcome to the SEC and welcome to LSU. Tons of LSU fans in Houston <laughs> tell people about your podcast because I, I know you, you're you doing this on a very, very regular basis, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Thank you so much for uh, having me, Robert. Uh, AYS Sports across the board. Um, you can follow us on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we're, I'm going to announce this tonight on our show. We're doing a uh, $500 uh, giveaway. If we w- reach 10,000 followers on Twitter, we're so close. Um, and we just took over the belief uh, in Saints podcast as well. My good co-host Terrence Copper, former LSU, or former NFL and Saints player. Um, so you go follow us there, and, and that's where, what we're doing. Well, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you coming on and talking to us about Derek Stingley. You got me excited about him. Uh, I'm excited about the talent coming in, and you know, it, 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 in Houston, we're looking for something to get excited about. And Derek Stingley, with the with that sort of uh, potential. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's got to get the Texans fans going a little bit just to, to, to see him come in. Look again, he's either going to be the cornerstone or he's going to struggle. And, but I think he's going to be the cornerstone. He's a great player. Thanks so much. Thanks Robert. Y'all have a good day. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> You're listening to Houston sports talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.